Welcome to episode six of Monday Mindset. Excited to be jumping in with you all today. Uh, today's going to be a lot of fun, Brandon. It's going to be a whole lot of fun because we're going to be talking about coronavirus. <laughs> As if we haven't talked about it enough. <laughs> Actually, what we're going to be talking about is the one area of life that has been impacted most by this virus, the family reunion. Mm. Let's dive into it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode six. We're excited that you're joining us. Uh, today, we are going to be having a lot of fun, but the Monday Mindset, we exist because we are a conversation that offers reflection, encouragement, and next steps to kickstart your week and our week. So, Brandon, we get to have a lot of fun today. I did mention we are talking a little bit about the coronavirus, not much. We know like that has just been the topic of conversation literally for, wait for it, Eight months. Yeah, that's wild. Eight months. So my son, August, he's eight months old. March 12th was the day, the day he was born is the day college basketball, the NCAA tournament got shut down. It's unbelievable. He's literally been our COVID counter. Every month. Oh, that's, oh, every man. month. Like November 12th. Son's eight months old. How, you been, how long have you been in coronavirus? Eight months. That's Congrats, wild. It is. That's it's a tragic day. That was a tragic day yeah. for all of all of America. The college basketball national championship. How do you cancel that? It's crazy. It feels weird. It's crazy. I can't even I can't wrap my head around it. Anyways, coronavirus. Eight yeah. months. My son is eight months. That's good news. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. August, he's awesome. Uh, best and worst part of the pandemic for you? Uh, I would say the best part is uh, really stretching. And like what I mean by that was uh, like, I think so often we get into like a habit of doing things that we're just going through the motions, but this really, and I, I'm a fast paced person. I want to go, yeah. go, 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 go all yeah. the time. It forced me to slow down, but also to stretch. And um, it, it was really cool. Like at first, honestly, like whenever we were working from home, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I, I was like, I don't know. But it, but it was really cool, though, because it even helped me get into the habit of getting more on schedule with my reading, with my prayer life, and different things that it really stretched me and helped me grow in my relationship with God, even at my house, yeah. if that makes sense. Because yeah, I think yeah. a lot of times that uh, we kind of get used to doing things, and it just becomes motions. Um, but it was really cool to stretch myself and... Uh, growing that way. Gotcha. So for gotcha. me, I would say that was the has been the best part. Um, the worst part, <sighs> basketball tournament getting canceled is one. <laughs> I'm not joking. I think Kentucky had a legit shot. They were yeah. getting hot every year, playing well. Yeah. The state tournament, the boys' state tournament being canceled yes. because oh, you yeah. know the guys like Come my, on. the people in my family. We always go. Yeah. Oh, that Rep Arena ice cream. Yeah, come on now. It broke my heart that come it got on. canceled. Yeah, that's so true. Um, but I would say as a whole, though, like family time. Yeah. Like it's cut down because yeah, yeah, of yeah. it. Um, now it has like 
more recently picked up, like of us just being around each other, doing yeah, things at the house. Kind of your circle. Exactly. But there for a while, man, it was hard. It was hard, especially because, um, especially my dad, he's high risk for it. Yeah. So it made me nervous. It still makes me nervous, honestly. Yeah. Like being around him, like I want to make sure that I'm good, that I'm clean, that I'm safe and couldn't. So that part really has been like the the part that's been really tough for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Uh, I would I would agree on so many levels with all that. I'm not gonna lie though. I would kind of flip though. Probably one of the worst parts for me, and, and there's a reason for all of it. Was we went into this stretch of about four months there to where you didn't know when you know our office was gonna be open yeah. back up. You didn't know what was happening with church. You didn't know what was happening with with uh, the United States. And we live in Kentucky. New York was blown up. Yeah, California was blown up. And you felt like you were just it was just coming after you. Yeah. But really it just got to this point to where everybody was shut in. I did not do well with being shut in yeah. for for four months. And there was a lot of things that came with it. Not only, like, if it was just coronavirus, maybe it would have been better. But then it was also coronavirus, navigating what to do with the church, navigating second son, navigating wife working from home as well. You just throw all that in there. It was just crazy. I felt yeah. like it was crazy. And I felt like I never could settle in long enough to the rhythm of it. Yeah. It was like, if we would have known if I would have known in March that it, this would be eight months, I would have relaxed. Yeah. A lot more. Yeah. And I really hate that I didn't or I yeah. wasn't able to do that in the time in a better way. I think there was moments where I was able to, but there was always felt like there was this burden that like there was more that could be done or there was always something more that you could be doing. And that was just the pace different. Mm -hmm. We were always consumed with just, especially at the church, trying to fulfill um, events, trying to care for people in a way that we knew how through Sundays and then even throughout the week. And then all that's just blown apart. Oh man, it was mentally exhausting yeah. in so many ways. And see, that's for me, like that's why, and it's crazy. That's why I ended up being one of the best things for me. <clears throat> I don't know if I was talking about it, <laughs> but no, that's why like <laughs> it ended up being one of the best things for me because like, like a lot of y'all know, like I deal with anxiety. I deal with a lot of things like that. So it was really rough for me mentally at first. And because I was having, I was like, man, how can I take care of people? How can I do this, yeah. that, the other? And I had to look at and say, Brandon, you can't care for people if you right. don't care for yourself. Right. So I had to slow down because I was like that. Yeah. And it was super healthy for me. Yeah. I started riding bikes. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. After we got, like, since working in the office, I... I haven't ridden it, but I was riding a bike. Yeah. Like I was yeah. doing things that were different, but it was really, really good for me. It really was. Yeah. Um, so it was really that, but I understand completely. Yeah. And I would say a lot of you all listening, oh, yeah. probably on the same plane yeah. field as well. Um, and I think that that's kind of probably the best thing from it was I felt like throughout this time, there was a really good amount of reflection yeah. that got to happen, yeah. um, especially being pastors, you know, getting to think through uh, what the role of the church is, how do you really care for people. I just think we've learned so much about who we are as God's church in sure. this. Um, another worst thing was my waistline. My waistline got greatly impacted by COVID. Sweets every night, man. I've said this over and over, but it's like, and I can't hardly get out of the COVID rut of, yeah. of that, you yeah. know, exercise, nah, 
eating right. Nah, they're trying to find some comfort through some different things that probably aren't the healthiest thing. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, Deborah. <laughs> Little Deborah. Oh, man. Oh. Deborah, man, she gets me. She just understands me. <laughs> <laughs> the brownies were unbelievable. Like, especially the seasonal ones. I know right now. I know. Yeah. Praise God. The Christmas, Christmas trees. <laughs> Let's go. The Christmas trees, they've oh. got to be out. I just had that moment. Oh, they it's have like to be. the perfect, the perfect brownie. The, they really are. They really are. Because I, I ate like 20 of the pumpkin ones. So the Christmas ones have yes. to be out. Yes. Because I noticed the other day I was going through the candy aisle. I don't know what I'm thinking. Tempted <laughs> <laughs> myself with that. Yes. But they have a new Reese's out. I say new Reese's, but they always have like the Reese's yeah. trees, yeah, which are, yeah, come on now, yeah. They have Reese's ornaments now. Are you serious? <laughs> so like come it's on. ornaments and trees and all this, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna tell Emily. We just figured out our Christmas tree for uh, 2020. It's Reese's chocolate. <laughs> Make sure it's cold in here. That's it. it. Can't be melting. <laughs> all right, what do you miss most about the past? And I will say, like, to be honest, I think we're, we're in that mindset, of, like, normal, like, we're just in, this is new. We're, we're in a new, like, yeah. like, the past, I think, is, I think pre-COVID, it's different than what life is even going to be going forward. I mean, that's not to be doom and gloom. I don't think there's anything. Yeah. Uh, it's just understanding that there is a past before this. Um, yeah. What do you miss most? Uh, got a few things. One, I really, really miss, like, being around people like as a church and being able to see people's like smiles yeah hearing the worship and things like that that is uh been a little bit difficult like i I miss that a lot um i miss youth and tribal wars man we oh yeah push it back and yeah um so it Definitely miss that. Yeah. And then I miss the stadiums being full. Yes. At the football games. Yes. Oh my gosh, man. I, I have season uh, tickets and I'm telling it's just not the same. Right. And Kentucky would be undefeated if the stadium was full. Absolutely. Because you know, that's yeah, just how that's it is. So I blame I blame Kobe for the that. yards per game. No, no, did, no. no the, not the offense. Right. They, Scored six points in two games. Yeah, so it has nothing, nothing to do with that. that. No, it's the fans. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I really do fan miss encouragement. it. I'm I with miss you. it, man. Like it's just like yeah. the atmosphere of like being around people as a whole is just. That's it. I'm a people. I person. think that's <laughs> a, we, we connect with that. There was something special about events and like going to large gatherings that I miss. Yeah. Uh, they were always something exciting about it, like going to a concert. Uh, mm-hmm. This year we were planning on taking Asher to the um, Big Blue Madness or, or the Blue and White game. Like this was going to be a year he's seen Rep Arena for the first time. Uh, I mean, goodness, you could talk about college football. It just, golly, any events like on campuses with games, just small campuses or high school sports. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Parents right now are listening and they've had grandparents and aunts that haven't got to watch their kids play high school sports because of this you know or graduate or graduate think about that oh my gosh so the events the event aspect of it i really 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 missed you really um, broke my heart there because i had two concerts planned oh yeah and i completely forgot about it yeah and both of them one was a christmas gift and one was a birthday gift yeah 
broke my heart. I and know. you just reminded me. So you just broke my it's heart. It's so sad, man. Yeah, but I was like, oh my gosh. It's so sad. That part is still hard. Like there's still some deep wounds, I, I think, that we all have um, through this. And so we're trying to be uplifting. We're getting really down and depressed. We're, our own emotions are coming through I might here. have to eat a Reese's <laughs> ornament. And that's what's going to happen. Somebody go get us some Christmas tree brownies. <laughs> Need Make- <laughs> oh, bring this thing up a little. No. So the title of, of today's episode is The Fight for Together. Okay. And we're really going to get to see our hearts come through this. And I asked this question, why, if we, well, really, let me preface this. The biggest thing that has changed because of coronavirus, the biggest thing that's changed is public gathering. Yeah. Okay. There is a great fear that is among all people that if you meet, people will get the virus. Mm-hmm. And then what that leads to, the other fear is that elderly or your um, the high risk won't make it. And so because of that two fear, nobody wants to get it and nobody wants any of their elderly family or anybody that has pre-existing conditions to have this disease because there's the belief that they won't make it. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, that has drawn people not to connect, but to draw people to isolate. Yeah. And I really ask this question, why is it important for people to live in community, not isolation? So it's something that sounds really pretty, but we don't just say it to sound pretty. Um, And I think we're really beginning to see it now is that we truly are better together. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not meant to live life alone. We're not meant to do life alone. Um, We're meant to do life together because we truly believe we're better together. Um, and with it, I think the enemy always wants us to isolate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants us to get alone, um, and to separate ourselves because no one gets it. No one understands it, but me. So I'm going to isolate myself. And then he wants to tell you, you're alone, you're alone, you're alone. Yeah. yeah. He wants to isolate you, so make true. you feel alone, but actually have you alone and feel that lie and build that anxiety and that depression and that so downness. True. As I wrote today, I said the biggest lie of 2020, you are alone. Yeah. Yeah. I and, truly believe it. And so with that though, we step away from people. And unfortunately, I believe a lot of times we step away from the church. Yeah. Um, and just because like, not even intentionally, mm-hmm. but we've just got so used to the routine of Sunday now is whenever I do my laundry. Sunday now is whenever I clean the house and I uh, prep for Monday because now uh, as schools toy with uh, opening up and as as you prepare for work and maybe getting a babysitter or whatever it looks like, you're preparing then for that Monday on Sunday and your Sunday gets lost in it all and you slowly drift away from being with people, whether it's online in the chat and talking to people, surrounding yourself with each other, having a Zoom call, talking about what the message was or whatever it may right. look like, but also in community as we open up the doors to the church of having ourselves with people, we lose that. And the I'm telling you, the first step away from God is to step away from his people. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe that we've stepped away from his people, which has led to us stepping away from the church and our relationship in growing with God. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much, so much there to unpack. And, and really, we're, what we're hoping is that we are connecting 
with anybody that's listening because these are just feelings that we have had yeah. and experiences. Have you tried Zoom? Yeah. Zoom calls. Okay. Uh, have you tried, have you, do you host a watch party at some point? You mm-hmm. have people over your home? Yeah. All right. And let me see what else. Facebook message. I see I FaceTimed. I've used Facebook Messenger to get a group together. And I'm telling you, they, it is unreal to see how that tool has been used in 2020. Yeah. And I think that it hits a part of it. I think online church is still is still incredible. It's yeah. incredible that we can tune in. It's incredible that we can have a chat. It's incredible that no matter where you are, you can watch anybody's message or sermon, that God can use online church to communicate his truth. Incredible. I think it's awesome that that no matter where you live, families and uh, and siblings or friends can get together online in a virtual Zoom meeting. Yeah. I think that's incredible. FaceTime, Facebook. You know, I mean, you keep going on and on. Technology has allowed community and connections to still sustain itself through the coronavirus. But in my heart, I still feel that there's an aspect of it that is still missing. Mm-hmm. And it's not there. Have you heard there's this term? It's basically uh, Zoom burnout, online church burnout. So what I've seen and what I've noticed is that people would watch church online the first month. Yeah. After Easter, every single church across the United States has seen a decline mm-hmm. in church viewership since Easter. Yeah. And what happens is, is that it is still, it's hitting a aspect of it. But yet there's oftentimes multiple steps that can come after after that. You know, there's a lot of things that online doesn't feel. Yeah. Now, it's incredible. I'm not taking anything away, but I think there's an aspect to it. There's a, definitely an aspect to it. Um, so community, not isolation. How essential is that for believers? Oh, it's, it's so essential. <laughs> it's so essential. I think yeah. that um, a lot of times we uh, forget um, how important it is of who and what we have surrounding us. And uh, I've talked about this before, but having a vehicle going in the same direction as you mm-hmm. is so important. You're not yeah. going to get in a vehicle that's going the opposite way that you're going to be going. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. But you want to be in a vehicle with people that are going in the same direction. Yes. And church provides that. The church provides that community of believers that are seeking to follow after Jesus one step at a time. Yes. One step at a time. So and it holds that accountability. Yeah. I don't know about you, but it's really hard to be disciplined just by yourself. Yeah. I know we had talked about before, even at the beginning of all this, that going to the gym, man, it was like, man, I have to have someone. Because I even I remember talking to you and you're like, yeah. I was like, bro, let's call each other in the morning. I know you're in Grace and I'm in Moorhead. Let's call each other in the morning though and get up. And you're like, bro, I'd love to, but I need someone to go with me. Yeah. Like I need someone to go with me, hold me accountable. I'm there. We're there together. Yeah. And I think that that yeah. is how we are right now yeah. of like, we need someone there with us. Yeah. And another part of it as well is the Bible talks about when you're weak, I am strong. And I think that a lot of times it's 
God uses his strength in the believers around you to help you during the times that you are weak, where you feel like you can't make it another day. Yeah. And whenever you don't have that, you begin to have those thoughts that you're alone and that you can't do it and you're by yourself. No one understands. But the reason you don't believe no one understands is because you're looking on social media at what people are posting and they're posting just their highlight reel. They're not, ta- right. they're not talking about their right. real life. But whenever you have real relationships, in community with each other. You do life together. Yes. And it truly leads to a better relationship with each other, but ultimately ultimately a better relationship with God as well. Absolutely. And, and we want to just emphasize that this is just a, having community, building community is a next step for all yeah. believers. Yeah. And right now it may still just be virtual for you. You may be like, I just cannot yeah, meet you know, in person. I still can't build, but it is still taking that step of who are you texting what phone calls? Who have you called? Who have you zoomed with? Uh, you can keep. Who are you Facetiming? Yeah. And I promise you, if you aren't doing any of those four things with somebody else, there's probably a point in your life, or you may be lucky enough to have a spouse that you can walk with Jesus with. But I can also guarantee you that you're probably there's probably some things you'd like to talk about that you know you don't want to talk about with your wife. Or maybe you need to talk with another married couple and say, man, we're really struggling. And that's not a conversation you would have with your wife or your husband. And so I think that all those things can still happen. But are you taking those next steps to help establish that community? For sure. Now, as we know, really exciting step the church has made. We have opened back up. Yep. to the public. Yep. Churches across the United States have opened back up to the public. And I'm really curious, Brandon, what the transition is going to be out of this. And so I have had this fun question that has really been set up is how, how do you, how do you build our, what is the church? Let me ask it. What is the church able to offer in person that maybe it's not able to offer online? Yeah, I, I would say one of the things, and it goes back to one of the things that I miss the most, um, is that time of worship together. Oh my uh, gosh. And having yes. the power of your praise with each other. Yeah. And there's something special about it. Whenever you get together and you just worship God together, I know that for me, and I've talked about it while leading worship before, that I truly believe that there's power in your praise. There's been times that I've said, hey, maybe right now you're worshiping not for you but for those around you. yeah, I want to let you know, a lot of times whenever I say that, it's because I need that in you all. Like Whether you know it or not, the, yeah. the church as you worship, man, the power and the praise is it just uh, glorifies God. The atmosphere just changes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, I, so that's one thing that I'm telling you, in person, worshiping together, singing together. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I think uh, another thing as well is serving. Oh yeah. I think serving. Yeah. yeah getting think. getting in the atmosphere to where you get to serve other people, becoming more like Jesus, serving people the way Jesus serves. I mean, it really opens up your eyes and helps you in your spiritual health that you become more like Jesus during this time. Yeah. I think it's so important as yeah, well. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, for us, one of the most valuable things is our kids' ministry here yeah. at church. And I think it's really hard sometimes to disciple a toddler and a newborn and watch service. Yeah. And I know parents are like, yeah, that's why I stopped watching. 
because yeah. I can't get it. And you're struggling to find that time. I get it. Been there. Um, that's one of those beautiful things I think church offers yeah. is something for our kids, uh, an, an encouragement, encouraging word for our kids. You know, right now, kids are going back to school. Kids are in it in schools and classrooms, but I want my kid to be in a community with other believers' kids and have that. I think that's one of the most beautiful things that church offers. I love singing live together. There's something special about it. Now, if you've seen me and you, we've had some praise. We've had some little concerts in your car, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, we've had a lot of fun there. I know right now you are thinking, hey, that's where I worship. That's my time of worship. And that's something beautiful. Whenever you can do it together, even if it is with another person, yeah. it's not weird. Yeah. If you're just singing out loud in the car together, I promise you it's not weird. Um, but that's even one of those great times uh, to be able to praise. But I love worshiping together in a building. I think that part is incredible. And then I love the face-to-face -face interaction. What I love yeah. most, and this comes to the pastors, that I know how you are when I see you. You can fake it online, but, but in person, we get to be real and get to be honest, uh, but then also just have a lot of fun with it too. Exactly. Um, but man, I really think that what we're trying to get at, no matter if it's online, no matter if it's in person, no matter if for the next four months, we are still maybe in your home, you're still trying to isolate yourself from this virus, not from others, but isolate yourself from this virus, or maybe in the next four months, you're ready to get back out. Whatever it is, I think the message is still the same, is that the church and believers have to fight for together. Yeah, They have to fight to be together. And that's what I want to encourage you right now is to reflect as you go about your days, you go about your week, how are you building community? What does that look like right now for you, for your family? And you can go through your text messages over the last month. Who have you sent an encouraging word for? Who have you checked mm. on? How are you doing spiritually? How are mm. you doing about God's word? The accountability piece there, it's really just the encouraging encouragement that, hey, there's lies that are all around you. There are people, yeah. the lie of isolation that nobody loves you. Nobody cares for you. You're never going to get out of this house. We're always going to be in fear. We're always going to be anxious. Yep. But I can tell you right now, you can get an encouraging word from Brandon that says, hey, man, how you doing? God is still good, isn't he? God's still in control, isn't he? And then you know what I'm thinking? You know what, Brandon, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Gives me that truth to combat that lie. So good. We need so it, man. We have to fight for together. We have to. So I just want to ask you, how are you building community? And then, Brandon, what I want you to do for us, man, I just want you to pray us out. We have not prayed yeah. One time on the Monday mindset, but this one just really, just ran, you know, just really hits us both deep in our souls, and really, I think it's just a cry out to those that are listening. There's some of those who are in isolation right now, mm -hmm. and they feel it. They feel like they don't have anybody around them. They're looking for someone, and I believe that God will provide them. But you know who's with them right now? God. Yeah. You know who's in them right now? The Spirit. Yeah. I believe that right now God has somebody. That's going to support your life. And here's the truth that I found. If you're looking for somebody, you know one of the easiest ways to find somebody? Be that somebody for somebody else. Yep. Yep. Isn't that so, so true? Good. So good. Sometimes we just sit and we wait and we wait and we wait for somebody to come. When God has called us out, mm. he's called us to be a neighbor, mm. called us to be loving. And once you'll find in that search or in that, in that calling to be a neighbor to those around you, you end up finding a neighbor for yourself. Things so beautiful. Things so beautiful. Good. And yeah, uh, with Aaron, man, just talking about that right there, I want to encourage you to be that somebody for somebody. And hey, we want to be that somebody for you. 
And uh, as we go into this time of prayer, we want to encourage you that, hey, you're not doing this alone. Uh, and we want to let you know that you don't have to go through this alone. And whatever struggles you may be having right now, whatever prayer requests that you may have, we want to encourage you, text pray to the number on the screen. We're going to throw it right here. Text pray. We would love to be praying for you. As a church, we would love to be praying for you. And not only that, but I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to text just three people, just three people in your contact list right now and just ask them, hey, how can I be praying for you today? I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to do that, but make sure you text us, let us know how we can be praying for you as well, but let's go ahead and pray. God, we just come around now. We just thank you so much, God, just for this, this time that we get to come together through this video, through this podcast, and just be real, be real with you, be real with each other, grow in our relationship with each other, and most importantly, God, grow in our relationship with you. God, I just pray that during this time that we know it's chaotic, we know it's hectic, there's a lot of questions, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of worry, but God, your word says that you are our comforter. And God, we pray for that comfort right now. God, some of us listening to this, watching this right now, we may be dealing with anxiety and depression and loneliness. We have all this built up inside of us, but God, your word says that you are the Prince of Peace and we call upon that peace right now, God. God, I just pray that you would just help us come together as a community, as a body of Christ. Help us come together as a nation. Help us come together as one. God, thank you so much just for who you are, what you're doing, and what you're gonna continue to do. God, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.